So welcome, my fellow traders, to another award-winning episode of Truth Is Now Treason. We were recently nominated as Nancy Pelosi's favorite podcast of all time. I'm Dietrich. And I'm Lennox. And this is actually our second truth bit. So what does a truth bit mean, Lennox? It's supposed to be a mini fun-sized little piece of truth, but this might be a little mondo-sized one. So it's like a chubby truth bit. <laughs> I prefer to say triple fun-size. <laughs> well, so then if really, if you're eating three fun-sized candy bars, you're really just eating a whole candy bar, aren't you? <laughs> so anyway, we had a victory scored in March of 2022. So most of you have probably already heard about this, how Elon Musk bought Twitter. And if you haven't, now Elon Musk is the guy who owns Tesla, and he's the man who has a net worth of $270 billion. He's considered to be the richest man in the world. Now, what he did was kind of neat. He saw a problem, and he had the ability and wealth to solve that problem and did it. Problem for those of you who may not know, was how Twitter was targeting conservative speech. And most people thought it was just Trump that they were banning, but the company was discriminating against many conservatives and people who were just simply stating their opinions or facts about a certain event. But Twitter could find some reason or another just to suppress those people's accounts. They would lock their accounts. They would ban them like in the case of Donald Trump. Now, many suspected they used algorithms to suppress and keep news information from being seen, like in the case of the Hunter Biden laptop right before the election in 2020. 17% of Democrats said they would not have voted for Biden if they had known about that story. That's exactly why Twitter blocked the New York Post account. If you don't know what we're talking about, take a look at our episode called Behind the Curtain, Episode 1. So like Dietrich said, some of those individuals' accounts were frozen, locked, blocked, and if Twitter was called out, it would just respond like, it was just a mistake, or you violated our company standards, but yet they would fail to tell the person what kind of standards they violated. So they continue to do this to conservatives, and we say that because... The Ayatollah is the leader of Iran, and he has made statements that want to try to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. He wants to get rid of Israel and all the Jews. That's bigoted, but he's allowed to have access to his account, and all these conservatives are being censored. These conservatives didn't have a voice in our country, in, in a country that's founded on freedom of speech, in a country that we have a constitution that says, hey, you can't block someone's speech. Speech. You can't discriminate against a person just because of his or her ideas, especially when it's truthful. There were calls for the DOJ to do something, but nothing was ever done because we now know the Department of Justice is corrupt. And so these conservatives were continuing to be mistreated and abused and our liberal politicians wouldn't act. Although Republicans did try, but none of the Democrats would. And so Elon Musk saw what was happening. He had the ability to do something, to act, and he did. He stood up against this injustice. And this is a great win. It's a very positive thing, traders, and we're so excited about it. You know, some of the people who happened to get censored by Twitter were people like conservative politicians such as Rand Paul, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Donald Trump. Attorney General Ken Paxton of Texas. I mean, a guy that follows the law. He got censored. Rudy Giuliani got censored. Rudy Giuliani used to be the mayor of New York City, and he took a hard stance against crime. And he was the mayor that cleaned up New York City so much that people started going there to visit, or he helped to attract tourists. 
And it was because of the way he tacked crime. The New York Post, they were the media organization that ran the Hunter Biden laptop story right before the 2020 election. They were blocked, as we mentioned earlier, because they dared to post that story. Others like Dan Bongino and Candace Owens. Judicial Watch. And Judicial Watch is an organization that fights against government corruption. It got censored. Project Veritas. It's an undercover group of journalists that exposes corruption as well. And it was censored. Andy Biggs. He's a member of the House of Representatives from Arizona. Tucker Carlson from Fox News. Charlie Kirk with Turning Point USA. The Babylon Bee got shut down. Babylon Bee is a satire site. Rachel Levine, who is a member of Biden's cabinet, she identifies a woman but is biologically a man. And USA Today nominated her as Woman of the Year. So Babylon Bee, what do they do? They're a satire website. So, of course, they nominate Rachel Levine as Man of the Year. They got banned for this. They got banned for misgendering. And Charlie Kirk just stated that this was a biological man, not a woman. He got banned because he wouldn't take his tweet down. (laughs) And so he's like, I'm not taking it down because I'm not going to bow to the woke mob. Good for him. (laughs) My question is, what if Elon Musk had just stood by and did nothing, but yet still had the capability to act? I mean, what kind of a person would that have made him to see an injustice but just look the other way? What kind of a person would you have seen him as? There's a passage of scripture that we want to share with you that kind of deals or with the answer to this question. And we want you to hear this. So this is taken from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. We're not going to read it. I invite you to read it after you're done listening to us because we are much more important. <laughs> but we're going to give you just a quick summary of this passage. Jesus is giving signs of what his return is going to be like. Now, the disciples asked him when he was going to come back after he ascended to heaven. So Jesus tells this parable. It's called the parable of the talents. And so this is a story of a master who has three servants. To one servant, he gave five talents. To the second, he gave two. And the third, he gave one. No, wait, Jesus isn't about equity? (laughs) Well, I think we should ask master theologian Rachel Maddow. (laughs) I'm sure she'd give us a very biblically based answer on that. Anyway, so the first two went and they made a profit by the time the master returned. Now, the third one took his talent and he buried it. When the master returned, the third servant says, here, you can have this back. The master rewarded the first two because they came back with more than just the talents that the master had given them, but he punished the third. What Jesus is saying here is that he is like the master in this story. He will be leaving for a while, but promises to return after a period of time. He entrusts us, his servants, Christ's followers, with his word, his ministry, the precious life that he has given to us. Everything we have comes from him. So we're to take care for all of it. We're like caretakers of his ministry. A wise follower will take it seriously and not only care for it, but find ways to grow it and improve it. Now, this can be applied to anything in our life. Our time, our money, our body, the things that we do and say, our abilities. We're to make it count in some way first two servants did this and they reflect Christ's followers and what they are supposed to be doing. But the lazy servant reflects the person who rejects God and his precious wealth. This servant saw his master as cruel, as a taskmaster, not a generous Lord at all. And he didn't look forward to the master's return. He wasted his time. He wasted any opportunity. He wasted his money. He had no growth and no good return. And 
He was judged when the master returned and was banned from the master's presence. This lazy servant represents those who do not believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This person will not be admitted into heaven on that final day of Christ's return and won't be able to live eternally with God. But where? At the end of this passage, it says that this third servant was thrown into darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And I just kind of focus in on that word gnashing of teeth. It actually means grinding one's teeth together so much in utter anguish. That's the biblical description of what hell will be like. It's agony and it doesn't sound like fun at all. Sounds like you're going to be in constant pain. So Jesus is saying here that we are to be intentional with our lives. We're to be intentional with using God's word, our time, our money. You know, this parable that Jesus told is in the same context of explaining when he would return. This tells us that when he returns, he will be asking all of us, what have we done with the life that he has given us? How have we used the talents that he granted us? Did we use it to build his kingdom? Did we share his word with others while we were here? Did we return a profit or some kind of growth? Did we stand against evil? Did we defend those who are weak or oppressed? Or did you even live God's word in front of others? And we all can agree we are living in a time period that is closer to his return. So are you wasting time right now? Are you wasting your money or resources, an opportunity to do something and you're not doing anything at all? Do you see living for Jesus as a waste of your time? Do you even really know Jesus as master? Or do you think him to be cruel and just an authority figure who has rules that you have to follow? Going back to the Elon Musk story, right now the majority of social media platforms, or at least there's an equal balance of them, that are run by individuals who are allowing free speech. For example, Rumble, Truth Social, Parler, if it's still around, Twitter now. So why do you think that is? Now, I believe that God is allowing his truth to be shared still, and he's using people, even those who may not be believers, to help distribute his truth. Now, you may not be able to do what Elon Musk did, but you can still do something. And I know for Dietrich and me, we saw injustices happen against law-abiding individuals, people that were falsely accused, discriminated against, and we just knew that we could not look the other way. You know, going back to that question that we asked at the beginning, we want to help get the word out there, the word of God out there, as well as defend individuals who are being unfairly attacked. We want to expose those doing the attacking and the lying. And that's the whole purpose of Truth Is Now Treason. And if you want to help do something, you can help us here at Truth Is Now Treason. Get information out, out there by liking following, sharing on social media our posts, and even discussing this with your friends and family through word of mouth. Yeah, traders, you know, we're asking you to help us in this endeavor. And by the way, we know that some of you are, and we want to thank you from the bottom of our heart. We had one of our uh, listeners tell us that they sent a message regarding truth is now treason to all 400 of their people that they had in Facebook Messenger. We just thought that was awesome. That made our day. So, you know, any way you can help us out, we want to thank you because this is what we want to do. We want to continue to reach more people. We want to never, 
ever stop talking about the truth, especially the truth contained in God's word. We are seeing this world fall apart at the seams. We are seeing people doing everything they can to demolish God's word. And we want to say, you can try to demolish God's word, but we will be here to continue to proclaim the truth that is the word of God. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about God's word. We have to stand against corruption. We have to stand for justice, even if it doesn't make people feel comfortable. That is what Lennox and I feel like we have been called to do. That's why we're trying to be intentional with the life that God has given us. I want to ask you, what are you doing with your life? God has given you, the master of the universe has given you your life, your talents. What are you doing with them? He's entrusted you with this. Are you using it to build his kingdom? Because if you are, you're going to feel a fulfillment like you've never felt before. I want to challenge you to that. And if you're saying to yourself, I don't even know how to begin in regards to that, then I want to ask you to go to our episode, Ultimate Treason, Episode 5. This is going to tell you how to make the first step of making your life count like never before. Until Until next time, my fellow traders. 